0: All right, all right, all right. What's good? Welcome to the Throw and the Flow. After dark, couple of boys in bed talking hoops. I'm Ralph Campiano. I am joined by the one and only Xavier Tillman to my Jaron Jackson. Carter Fairman of 303 Magazine and Burbs Entertainment. We're going to be talking about the Warriors and Grizzlies game two. Which just wrapped up in Memphis. Memphis won 106 to 101. And Clay Thompson is washed.
1: This whole Warriors team was washed from the three point line
0: tonight. 18%. I mean, it's two for 12 be- for Clay, three, three for 11 for Steph, one for six for Poole, one for seven for Wiggins. Clay and Steph had as many threes made combined as John ja Morant, who was five of 12 tonight. In what world does that ever happen?
1: I don't know. I don't Memphis.
0: Think. Memphis, world, baby,
1: and Golden State only lost by five, so that's a little scary. I don't think Memphis played a particularly good game, top to bottom. Outside of
0: Jaw, no, absolutely Messi, not. I mean,
1: Jaron Jackson was dog shit. I listened to your guys's you and Masterson's podcast. Now he needs to stay out of foul trouble, and that didn't happen. Mm-mm. Um, Lowest plus minus. I think that's because he fouled out before they came back. But I shouldn't say came back because uh, this was a close game, start to finish. Essentially, Um, there were a lot of stinky performances in this game. Kyle Anderson played poorly. Desmond Bain played poorly.
0: Uh, Dylan Brooks was ejected within the first like six minutes of the game. Tyus Clark wasn't very good.
1: I mean, this was.
0: Outside of Anthony Melton's three blocks, he was ass. It was like, it was jaw. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, um, I mean, you're only a year younger than me, so you might remember this, but um, I think it was the 2008 Hornets Spurs series where Chris Paul was just doing everything against an established dynastic San Antonio team. Yeah, David West, Tyson Chandler, Peja, the whole works. And it felt like Ja was doing his best CP3 impression. I think people forget how athletic Chris was back in that era. Like he dunked on Dwight Howard, like prime Chris. Like he didn't tomahawk on him or like do a back scratcher or a windmill like Jaw would, but like he still bashed on Dwight Howard, which is pretty crazy. But I mean, Ja goes for 47, 8, and 8 tonight. We kind of buried the lead here, but I mean, we're witnessing like this is his best game he's ever played, hands down. Like I was laughing aloud to myself in the living room that last I don't know six minutes of the game you know where he hits like four floaters in two minutes he drops Jordan Poole to the fucking ground he's sinking threes he's talking shit he hits a three when they're just like sagging off of him and Golden State doesn't really have any way to guard him because if you give him too much room he's shooting well right now and if you also give him you know, not any breathing space. He's just going to use that runway once he gets that first step by you. I sent a chat, a text into our group chat about how if he was a wide receiver, he would have like the dirtiest release package. Because if like you're in his shit or you're trying to press him, he's just Devontae Adams. And like Justin, I think he's actually Justin Jefferson, maybe. Maybe that's his comp because he's wiry and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, what he did tonight was like, it reminded me of like 2008 Chris Paul, 2007 LeBron where he went against the Pistons and he just went for, you know, 31 straight or whatever it was, 29 of the last 31 points, whatever it might have been. And it was just that level of dominance against a team that had no answers from Across the board, Wiggins, Clay, Poole, Steph, Draymond. Name a player. They couldn't stop him.
1: That's why it becomes frustrating when the Grizzlies begin to settle. And I'm hoping mm-hmm. that Taylor Jenkins says something. I think this game stayed close because the Grizzlies were settling too much. Uh, Just too many threes for a team whose biggest strong suit is driving to the rim. And I know that Golden State is trying their best to pack the paint finish, but it doesn't matter. Draymond Green is not um, stopping Ja Moran from getting his buckets. Kevon Looney isn't. Stephen Curry had some things to say after his stop in game one like he's Gary Payton or some shit, stop it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen again. It's just, I wish that's all they did sometimes is drive to the hoop. They're so much more physical. They're a faster team. Uh, Maybe not faster in ball movement, but just pure raw speed. Golden State can't keep up. Um, Golden State's team defense has been struggling the only person, the only thing that's hurting the Grizzlies is themselves in these pull-up threes that are like two, three feet behind the line when Desmond mm-hmm. Bain and Dylan Brooks do it, and they haven't been shooting well, so I have no confidence in it. Jaron Jackson does it too. Um, Zaire Williams seemed like the only player tonight that was taking adequate three-point shots. He was taking I, his shots uh, when he was uh, over.
0: Zaire Williams.
1: He was taking his shots when he was open. He reminded me a lot of the way Maxi Klebo played in game one versus the Suns, where they take the shots that they know there's a very good chance they're going to hit. And that's a Mm. coach's dream. Um, Sire Williams played 28 minutes tonight, and that's because Dylan Brooks fouled out. And Mm -hmm. I think he should play 28 minutes in game three. I think he should play 28 (laughs) minutes in game four. I think he should play 28 minutes in game five, and so on and so forth. I think Dylan Brooks should play whatever minutes Zaire Williams was getting. I mean, brutally zero
0: because he was he was a DNP because of his injuries. So yeah, eradicate the Dylan Brooks minutes. Give him to Zaire. I think people are forgetting that he's a rookie. We should talk to him. Uh, talk about him and highlight him the same way we were Herb Jones in the first round. Oh yeah, you know, these young guys yeah. are just coming, and he's like four years younger than Herb. Herb's twenty three. Zaire's 19. You know, he's fresh out of Stanford. He might even only be 18 right now. He's only a couple years removed from playing with Bronny James at Sierra Canyon. Well, will be the first one to tell you that. But, I mean, the thing is, is that, like you mentioned, they're settling for these threes because they're at home. They're getting caught up in the moment. Everybody wants to be the guy that hits the back-breaking three that, like, ends the Warrior streak and puts Memphis on this huge run, and they're just not falling. I think that I would love to see Desmond Bain take more shots. I don't know how many shots he took tonight, but he was, you know, he's experiencing a back injury. I know so he only took seven shots and he had games in the first round where he was hitting seven or eight threes and just breaking the franchise record against the Timberwolves consecutively. So I'm cool with him shooting because he's proven that he can be a 40 to 45% three-point shooter. But yeah, Dylan Brooks, sit your ass on the bench. With that lame ass goatee, and actually had another haircut that I want to suggest. Clay Thompson, the headband and afro look isn't panning out, dog. It's time it to go to the horrible. barber, like my boy Barter, get a fade, lose the headband, go back to 2016, Clay, clean yourself up. You look terrible. It's look good, play good, feel good. Shout out Deion Sanders. He's not doing that right now. I mean, he's just like, like this isn't the. I guess the other thing I wanted to say was um, Memphis is energetic. Like, they're young. They have all this energy. So Ja can attack the rim for 48 minutes if he needs. Can't anymore. The moments where he was attacking the rim in the fourth quarter, I sent in a text to the group chat. He's 6 of 17 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3. Then he goes on a little step run for about 4 minutes, gets to the basket a couple of times, gets some layups, knocks down two threes, and I'm like, uh-oh, it's Steph time. But then he couldn't sustain that for the rest of the game because he just doesn't have that youthful energy that Memphis brings to the table. And I don't know. I mean, they're going back to Golden State for Game Three on Saturday, so I anticipate that Clay will be better, Poole will be better, Steph will be better once they're home. But at the same time, if they do get through this series, I don't know Phoenix and five. I guess like if 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 Golden State can get through the series, like I, I trust Memphis's energy more than I trust. Golden State's lack of depth and depletion of stamina throughout an entire game right now.
1: Yeah, I'll start with Clay. That was the big point I got there. He's just not a very good basketball player right now, currently. Mm -hmm. Um, He had two games where he scored a lot of points versus the Nuggets, but I'm taking that with a grain of salt. Nuggets are just not a good basketball team and
0: he they're of themselves as he
1: should. Um, yeah, well, it's like playing the Sacramento Kings minus Jokic. Like <laughs> it's just a complete and severe lack of defense. Um, I clay hasn't scored more than 15 points his last three games. He doesn't contribute in the rebound column or the assist column. He gets his steals. Uh, he becomes a liability at times on the defensive end because that athleticism that we saw before the injury is essentially gone. Um, you see it in his jog that he does. He's always had that really mm-hmm. rigid jog, but it looks worse now. Um, You know, he and Stephen Curry were really unimpressive tonight. Steph filled up the stat sheet 27, nine and eight. But I think If you actually watch the game, it told a different story. He had five turnovers, um, worst plus minus in the entire game. Uh, Was a sandbag on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. And uh, was not shooting well from three-point range. Uh, You know, he was getting his layups at the end, but he didn't play a very good game. Um, You know, but then again, it was a five-point game which is scary. Uh, I'm going to go back to that first point that I made. Taylor Jenkins needs to instill in this team that they've got to attack the rim the entire game, you know? And I know in golden state with the home crowd refs, and you were saying it in our chat that uh, it seems like the home teams just get like 75% of the block charge calls become charges magically. (laughs) And that's going to happen. Draymond's going to be there, but that shouldn't deter the Grizzlies from just trying to eat. The Golden State shouldn't and don't have any answer for the way that this Memphis team plays inside. It's not nearly as physical. And um, I think they can exploit that if they play smart basketball. Um, you know, I just, How many more games are we going to see Golden State shoot like this, though? 18%.
0: We're going to – Clay's going to keep shooting like this. I mean, I could be wrong. This could be cold takes exposed. But I didn't think tonight could be worse than Sunday was. But he was 6 of 19 on Sunday, 5 of 19 tonight. He was 3 for 10 from 3 on Sunday, 2 for 12 tonight. It's not just that he's been bad. It's that he doesn't realize that he's been bad. And he's trying to capture this energy and this momentum that existed for him three and four years ago and right now. That just doesn't exist. I imagine that, I mean, they're, they're not an oracle anymore, but once they're back in the bay and they're playing at home in front of their fans, that he'll be able to capture some kind of momentum. But I don't think he'll ever, I, I don't even think it's like a crazy take to say, or if it's even like, I'm sure it's obvious, but I just don't think he'll be able to capture that magic once again. Because back then it was so magical, and now it seems like it's kind of sad. Like, I love Clay. Like, I cheer for Clay despite all of the, Dumbass warriorsness of this team, like they annoy the fuck out of me. But I love Clay, like he's a good dude. I don't cheer against him at all. But the she way they're playing right the now pre- is just like, yeah. I mean, even like even as misses, like and Steph's misses tonight, like they just don't look good. They don't look like close misses. Like I didn't feel impending doom every time they put the ball up. Where in 2018 and 19, it was like, oh my god, they got an open look. Like might as well run back on defense. Like don't well- bother boxing out. They're showing their age,
1: you know? Yeah, They can move the ball as much as they want. That's never going to change. Steve Kerr is a great coach. He has a great offense set up for this team. This offense remains unchanged since their days of continuous victory. And that's Mm -hmm. how it is. They are going to move the ball. They're an incredibly fluid offense, but they're just not that fast. That's why we see Jordan Poole scoring so many points, because he's a relief for this offense. Yep to have a guy that moves off ball so incredibly. Masterson made a great point in your last podcast. He said Jordan Poole moves off ball as well or better as Steph Curry right now currently. Um, and Jordan Poole didn't have a particularly good game, but he was one of the only players that was in plus for the game. Um, you know, that guy's been making a difference. Uh, <clears throat> the speed is not there. Draymond, who is the facilitator in this offense, he's kind of the center of this offense Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and by center, I mean, the person it's run through. Yeah. But Clay cannot get open for shots. It seems like all the shots that he makes are off of loose balls and off of offensive rebounds. Now Mm -hmm. Um, Steph can still get open, but you know, the screens have to be there. You know, he's, he's not shimmying and shaking like he was, um, I think game three is going to be fantastic. Uh, You know, Memphis has to split. Golden State is so hard to play. And we're talking about the Warriors right now. I think, like, they're, uh, you know, or I guess I am talking about the Warriors, making it seem like maybe – No,
0: but I was too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and – But then
0: we're going to go back to Golden State and they're going to shoot eight for 10 from three. Yeah.
1: And – um, Yeah. All of the fans who uh, decided to come back out after a three year hiatus are going (laughs) to be in the stands at the Oracle with their selfie sticks. And Um, Under Armour hats. Yep, and their flat brim Under Armour Curry brand hats.
0: Crypto portfolios and NFTs. Dude, I fucking hate the Golden State Warriors still.
1: I fucking hate them still. I was trying to act like I enjoyed them this year. I was trying to get cute. I was like, ooh, you know,
0: Golden State Back,
1: this is a this is a feel good story. No, fuck the Golden State Warriors. I'm dude, it's John Morant. I don't want to stop watching this man. He is so the best player in this <laughs> series, it is not even
0: funny. Like, it wasn't even close tonight. Leaps and it wasn't bounds. Particularly coming, close.
1: coming into the series, you could have made an argument and said, Oh, you know, well, playoff Steph Curry might show out and I'll play him. No 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 no! this is insane man he's so much better than everyone else out there it's disgusting yeah dude he turned he turned uh do you remember the chris paul surfboard meme when chris paul got his ankles broken mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was going like back and forth like that jordan pool did the surfboard except he had his back turned
0: to john Morant. that motherfucker put a Heelys on he was, was skating through the lane That was an insane
1: ankle break, and like the commentators and
0: the yeah, Jim Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jim Jackson said he's like he's lucky he's wearing tights under those shorts because Jaw just dropped that dude. I was like, oh, Jim Jackson's cold for that. Like, God, yeah, yeah. Jackson.
1: It was great, man. Just this game, and I, I love that it's back and forth it's back and forth and back and forth oh,
0: dude it's easily the most fun series like i i had high expectations for the other series and they're not quite living up to them you know and being out sucks and obviously Giannis and jason tatum and their duel with boston and milwaukee is going to be more interesting once we go back to milwaukee that's tied up now but i don't know i mean the dallas phoenix game wasn't as close as i wanted to be but you know i only have thoughts right now about Golden State and Memphis. They're the only ones who inspired me to pod tonight. Like Boston, Milwaukee. I don't want to talk about how Boston just routed Milwaukee. I want to talk about how John Morant went for 47, 8, and 8 on a national stage with the entire internet watching. Um, quick shout out to Andrew Wiggins for just bashing on Brandon Clark. That shit was wacky. Oh man. Um, that was uh
1: yeah, like that was a two-handed sideways pullback. You like what do you, know, what do you
0: call it? You call it a Baptism, dog. He baptized them in the yeah. waters of Kansas University, you Minnesota Timberwolves, Wiggins. a whole you don't nine see yards. two-handed dunks like
1: that very often. You don't Mm-mm. see two-handed dunks like that often at all. Um, But yeah, I, this is the most fun series. And then the Grizzlies Timberwolves series was the most fun one too. Every series the Grizzlies are going to play for the next five years <laughs> is going to be the most fun playoff series. I Right. They have the Oh man. I almost said it. I, I was, they have arguably the best player in basketball.
0: Like right Shut up. Oh, relax. Relax. He, he dude, takes a lot of possessions off defensively and you know, I mean as brilliant uh, as he was tonight, like like let's just see how he responds in Golden State. I said game 2. I know I know, one I know of, the recency bias. I said is one I said uh, a a the one they, of. I said a few months ago that he was uh, the best point guard in basketball, and I stand by oh, that take.
1: not close.
0: And I, I said the second best point guard was Chris Paul. So I was just kind of like yep. routinely throwing shade at Steph. Um, but you know when Steph's on, it's really special. So um, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped up for Saturday. Like this was an awesome game. This series is awesome. You know, I can't wait to keep talking about it. There's no doubt.
1: Yeah, the free throw. I mean i like i have like one or two more thoughts the go ahead shooting too and this goes back to my point of they gotta attack the basket memphis is shooting uncharacteristically well from the free throw line um mm. in these playoffs in general they were 20 for 21 tonight they shot 95 percent from the free throw line um and that happens when Damn. you get fouled driving to the rack that's gotta continue um they only oh, had 17 assists tonight, which is kind of funny. <laughs> that's
0: it. They're just... Eight of them were from Jaw. Yeah. percent of their assists came from one guy. Got his usage percentage. Must have been off the charts on the night. Um, yeah, that's actually wild. He's the only one who missed a free throw. And the only other person who took more than three attempts was Jaron Jackson with four. So yeah. he took right. 13 your... of their 21 free throws. I mean, good God, this guy is yeah, he's man. black. Uh, right? He probably could have taken um, more, too. You said that he gets fouled every time he goes to the basket. He, he does. He's getting a floater, a layup, a dunk, or he's getting fouled. One of the four. And that's like – I guess yeah. that speaks to your – he's one of the best players of basketball because how many guys have we seen that actually do that? It's like Harden with the Rockets, LeBron yes. throughout most of his career, Giannis, and then, I don't know, I guess maybe Embiid can be in that area, Shaq. But he's like one of the only guards I've ever seen do it. Jokic should be in that area. But he yeah, he just doesn't get the love from the refs. That's the only problem.
1: No, um, yeah, because he's a fat white guy. Yeah. Fat white guys get zero Yeah, he
0: slimmed down a little bit. He slimmed down a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's just fat comparatively to his
0: counterparts. He's, he's just court. a big boy. He's a very big boy.
1: Oh, dude, this is just one husky man talking about another husky man.
0: Mm-hmm. Bro. You know the I vibes, think. dog.
1: All right, what's your series predictions? Tied one-one. What do we think going into Golden I was, State?
0: I was gonna ask you. You you can't go first. You got you got to make me go first. I guess. It's my I think pod. this
1: series goes to seven games.
0: I think so too, but oh.
1: but then uh, is, uh what? So game seven happens in Memphis.
0: Game seven happens uh, in Memphis. i I'm gonna say we're riding right Grizz. We're both riding Grizz. We're not going to pick. Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Grizzlies in seven. But, dude, I just like, I almost said Warriors in seven, but I'm just thinking about how that would make me feel where it gets to the seventh game and, like, Klay Thompson shoots, lights out, and has, like, a 35-point game. It's just going to happen, you know? But isn't
0: it fate? Isn't it fate that we get to see one Chris Paul and John Moran playoff series? We probably won't ever see it if we don't get it this year. Like I don't know, maybe down the line. Yeah, but
1: wouldn't Steph Curry and Chris Paul be as cool?
0: Yeah, I suppose it would be I suppose it would be cooler storyline wise, but as a guy who like I love torch passing from one point guard to another. Like I I just love point guards. Like they're my that's my favorite position in all sports. Torch
1: passing. When you say torch passing, that's like a like really fast pass.
0: Yes, exactly. Right. A behind-the-back or elbow pass that is just like you know, from one point guard, Chris Paul, who's held the mantle since 2005, to John Morant, who is overtaking it. And you know, there was a period where I guess Steph had it, but he's not really a point guard; he's an off-guard combo guard, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I guess Le- LeBron's still in that realm. Jokic is in that realm now, but I mean, I just like I want to see those two guys go at it. But you're right, uh-huh. I mean, Chris and Steph would. There's history there. There's beef
1: we're not already writing off the mavericks though right
0: oh yeah i i, guess, I got the suns i got the sun's no, whoever wins this but... series bro the suns are unbelievable they just run spain pick and roll over and over and over again i've talked about it on this pod before but they're literally unstoppable
1: well yeah but what did they shoot from the field last night like 60 percent.
0: yeah yeah
1: they can't keep doing that Yes, they
0: can. That's the thing is, yes, they can.
1: 60%. Come on. Chris Paul went
0: 14 for 14 from the field, like, not even a week ago. And Devin Booker's not even 100% right now. He's playing fine. And they shot 60%. Yeah,
1: well, I think the Suns are going to win the series, too. And I don't – I mean, that's a cold take,
0: but – Luca was literally playing in
1: Dallas, though. Playing in Dallas is always fun. And I don't think Dinwiddie and Brunson are going to play that poorly again. uh, Probably not, The the defensive adversaries that they're having to go up against, though, are difficult, you know. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Suns Grizzlies would be a dream. That's like depth heaven. Seeing mm-hmm. like Suns, Grizzlies, Celtics, and Heat—that's like the four deepest teams to be in like a Final Four, if like that were to happen.
0: It's oh my just, God! Like, so much we, to go around, like we might as well just break it off into eight teams. And just, all like, four of those like, teams the have DeAn- nine,
1: ten men <laughs> rosters. Yeah,
0: the DeAnthony Melton team, the Landry Shaman and Campaign team, the Max Struess team—like <laughs> just break them all off. The Peyton Pritchard team. Oh my God, this is well—that's that's what, what the I.
1: Best. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this will be my final parting thought is just more generally about basketball is I hope the teams are taking notes about what these teams are able to accomplish this year. It's like, these are, you know, these teams have stars, of course, Mm -hmm. but their wins come from this incredible depth and being able to keep those stars, um, uh, you know, give them their well-deserved rest minutes. Yep. Um, like, pretty much every single team that we see right now is super deep, and that's not anything that's
0: foreign to, you know. Well, most of them are homegrown. There's no four-for-one trades of these teams, mm-hmm. you know. You get the Chris Paul deal to Phoenix, which was highway robbery. Memphis is completely homegrown. Uh, Boston is completely homegrown, except for, like, Horford getting traded there from the Thunder, but, you know, he was in Boston before. Miami besides then, Jimmy Miami. Powell. Yeah, Jimmy and Lowry. Outside of those two, you know, they, they built up Bam and Tyler and Struess and Duncan and Golden all those guys. State, so, of course. Right? Yeah, of course. So that that's what's cool about this is like, I, yeah, I guess Philly is a little different. The basically. Bucks um, are
1: probably the most homegrown team in basketball, besides well, Drew. But like those guys. Yeah. Do
0: people even remember Middleton being on the Pistons? I don't think they do. He's just a Buck. No. Life, so.
1: It's yeah. It's uh sticking to the guys that you drafted. I, I I hope teams are taking notes. You know, the Nets were an example of maybe what not to do. And these teams are the latter. You know, don't yeah. bring in a bunch of stars that need all these shots. Get your Max Druses and get your Gabe Vincents, man.
0: Karma is a real thought. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right, well, we will see you guys Friday morning. We'll be talking about the rest of the games. Um, So thank you guys for tapping in. I hope you guys all enjoy the games tonight. It'll be Phoenix and Dallas and Miami and Toronto. Heat and four.